I'm reading from the first chapter of the Gospel according to St. John, beginning at the sixth verse. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness, to bear witness of the light, that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. We live in a time of great confusion when people don't understand the purpose and mission of the church. Even the church herself has long since abandoned her true mission in the world, and because she has, the church is making no impact on our culture and is becoming increasingly irrelevant. Since the 1920s especially, the church abandoned her true mission and began to spend her time doing what the world told her that she should be doing. So the church tried to become a charitable organization, a semi-spiritual welfare office. Or the church tried to become the Rotary Club, the Lions Club, the Masonic Lodge, offering a place to have good fellowship. Or she became a support group for those who have problems. But the primary mission of the church is the same as that of John the Baptist. We're told that John the Baptist was sent into the world to bear witness of the light. Now the light that is mentioned here, of course, is not some vague symbol for truth or knowledge or understanding. As we've seen in our study of John's gospel, the light is a person, our Lord Jesus Christ. The light is the one who was with God and was God. The light is the person in whom resided life from all eternity past. And we are told that this life was the light of men. So when he came into this world, he proclaimed himself to be the light of the world. So John and all of God's people in the world since that time have been sent into the world to do one thing, bear witness of the light. To be a witness means to testify to the truth of something. And John and the church take the witness stand, so to speak, and proclaim boldly that this Jesus is the light of the world. Now the fact that we must bear witness of the light points to a horrible truth about the world, and that is that the world is in darkness. But more than that, as A.W. Pink has said, the fact that we must bear witness of the light means that the world is blind. Pink says that if the sun is shining in all its brightness and glory at noonday, and you have to tell someone, explain to someone, that the sun is shining, what does that tell you about the person who cannot see it? Well, it tells you that the person is blind. If the person could see, he wouldn't have to be told that the sun is shining. The fact that people cannot see the glory of God all around them is proof that people are blind. The fact that someone has to tell them that the whole earth is full of the glory of God is proof that people are spiritually blind. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth his handiwork, the psalmist said. Every star, every planet, every galaxy declares the glory of God. Every leaf, every flower, every tree shines with the radiant glory of God. Every human being, fearfully and wonderfully made by the hand of God, is a demonstration of the wisdom and power of God. If people cannot see that glory shining in all of creation, it is because they are spiritually blind. But the saddest thing of all is that 
light has come into the world in the person of Jesus Christ, and yet people cannot see the glory of God in Jesus Christ. In the pages of Holy Scripture, we see the glory of Jesus revealed, but men are blind to this truth. And the Scripture tells us that this blindness is a willful blindness. They refuse to see the light because they love their sin. A little later in his Gospel, John will say, and this is the condemnation, that light is come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Men are in the darkness of blindness because they love the state of spiritual blindness. They don't want to look upon their own evil and see their need of a Savior. So they deliberately cover their eyes rather than look upon the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But one of the most amazing things that we are taught in Scripture is that even though men are spiritually blind, the Lord has power to open blind eyes so that they might see. And the instrument that God uses to open blind eyes is the testimony of his people. It's a great mystery why God has chosen sinful human beings to bear testimony to his truth. But that is what he has done. Why doesn't God just ascend from heaven right now and proclaim his gospel to human beings around the world? He certainly has the power to do so. Why doesn't he send an angel from heaven, a Gabriel or a Michael, to declare his truth? Surely an angel could do a much better job than we can to proclaim the glory of God. But God does not send his angels into the world to preach the gospel. He sends men. We see a great example of this in the book of the Acts of the Apostles in the story of the conversion of Cornelius. We read of this man, Cornelius, a Roman centurion, who is praying. He's a devout man in many ways, but he doesn't know Jesus Christ. And one day, as he is praying, an angel comes to him, and the angel tells Cornelius to send for a man named Peter, who is living in Joppa. Then the angel tells Cornelius that Peter will tell him what he ought to do. Now, here's the question. Why doesn't the angel tell Cornelius what to do? The angel could have done so with more power and authority than Peter. But Cornelius has to send for a man to tell him what to do. Then the Lord has to appear to Peter in a vision just to convince him that it's all right for him to enter the home of a Gentile and preach the gospel to him. Because up until this time, Peter has believed that he should not associate with Gentiles since they are unclean. And then after the vision, the men from Cornelius arrive at Peter's house and tell him to come with them to visit Cornelius. And they tell Peter that Cornelius was warned from God by an holy angel to send for thee into his house and to hear words of thee. Notice that phrase, to hear words of thee. All of these miracles... The miracle of the angel appearing to Cornelius, the miracle of the vision received by Peter, all of this is done to get Peter to the home of Cornelius so that Cornelius can hear words. This is the mission of the church, plain and simple. The church exists to speak words, for it is through the speaking of words that people come to faith in Jesus Christ. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Now when Peter retells this story to the church at Jerusalem, 
he goes into more detail about what these men said when they came to his house. Peter says that the men said, And he showed us how he had seen an angel in his house which stood and said unto him, Send men to Joppa, and call for Simon, whose surname is Peter, who shall tell thee words, whereby thou and all thy house shall be saved. Notice again that the whole point of Peter's visit to Cornelius was to tell him words whereby Cornelius and his household could be saved. Notice that though Cornelius is in some ways a devout man, a man who prays, yet he's not been saved by Jesus Christ. He can only be saved by Christ after he hears the gospel preached to him. And notice again that it's through words spoken by men that others are saved. Peter will tell him words through which Cornelius and his house can be saved. And again, we see the primary mission of the church, to speak words through which people will be saved. When Peter arrives at the home of Cornelius, he finds that Cornelius has invited others to come there to hear him. And Cornelius says, Now therefore are we all present before God to hear all things that are commanded thee of God. And again, we notice that these people are assembled for one purpose, to hear words, to hear all the words that God has commanded Peter to say. So Peter tells Cornelius the story of Jesus. And then Peter says, And we are witnesses of these things which he did both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem, whom they slew and hanged on a tree. Him God raised up the third day and showed him openly, not to all the people, but unto witnesses chosen before of God, even to us, who did eat and drink with him after he rose from the dead. And he commanded us to preach unto the people and to testify that it is he which was ordained of God to be the judge of quick and dead. To him give all the prophets witness that through his name whosoever believeth in him shall receive remission of sins. Now we can see what the words were through which Cornelius and his household could be saved. The words through which people are saved are these. God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. He went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed by the devil. The Jews hanged him on a tree and killed him. God raised him from the dead on the third day. This Jesus is the judge of the living and the dead. If you believe these words you will receive the forgiveness of sins. That's it. That's the gospel. These are the words through which people are saved. And Peter says that God sent him and the other apostles to be witnesses of these things. And then we read in Acts 10, 44, while Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all of them which heard the word. This is God's ordained method of opening the eyes of those who are spiritually blind. The word is preached and the Holy Spirit falls upon those who are hearing and they are granted faith in Jesus Christ. This is how blind eyes are opened. This is how the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ is seen through the speaking of words in the power of the Holy Spirit. And this is the mission of the church to speak words through which people may be saved. 
And as we have seen in our text, this was the mission of John. He was sent to bear witness of the light. But why? Why was John sent to bear witness of the light? Well, we're given the answer plainly in John 1.7. The same came for a witness, to bear witness of the light, that all men through him might believe. That's the whole point of John's ministry, that all through him might believe. The word or form of the word believe is found almost a hundred times in the gospel according to John. This is why John was sent into the world. This is why we are sent into the world, that people might believe. And notice again these words, through him. The way God persuades people to believe in Jesus Christ is through other men. People believed in Jesus Christ through John the Baptist. It was through John's ministry, his testimony, that people came to saving faith in Jesus Christ. And the same is true now. It is through the preaching of the church that people come to faith in Christ. And the whole purpose of the church is to persuade people to believe. Again, I remind you that the purpose of John's gospel was to persuade people to believe. Believe what? That we should be kind to one another? That we should love one another? No, the teaching of Scripture is that we're not capable of doing those things until something else happens to us first. And what is that? Faith. John says that he wrote this gospel for one reason. In John 20, verses 30 and 31, we read, And many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book, but these are written that ye might believe that Jesus is the Christ the Son of God, and that believing ye might have life through his name. That's it. Every miracle that Jesus did, every word that John recorded as being spoken by Jesus, every historical fact that is written in John's gospel is for one purpose, to persuade people that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that believing these people might have life in his name. This was the purpose of John writing his gospel. One reason. All people are spiritually dead until they believe these words. But when they believe these words, that Jesus is the Son of God, that he lived a sinless life, that he died on the cross for their sins, that he was raised from the dead on the third day, at the moment of faith, the blind eyes open, the spiritually dead live, and it all happens through words spoken by the followers of Jesus. Everything that the church does is so that people might believe in Jesus Christ. If the minister of the gospel is preaching anything other than this gospel, that people must believe in Jesus Christ to be saved, he is no minister of the gospel in any sense of that word. As one writer has put it, the end and scope of a minister's witnessing and preaching is and should be to bring self-condemned sinners to believe in Christ. His preaching of the law and wrath is in order to that and to bring men to see their need of Christ and should be joined with the doctrine of the gospel. His preaching of the doctrine of sanctification and holiness should be joined with the doctrine of faith in Christ from whom virtue floweth for that end. This is the reason we preach. 
so that people might see that they stand under condemnation, that the wrath of God abides on them, so that they can be delivered from this wrath through Jesus Christ. And we preach to Christians so that they might know the truth and live godly lives so that through their words and actions, other people can come to the light of Jesus Christ. So this is why John was sent into the world, to bear witness of the light, so that people through him might believe. Now the Apostle John makes an important statement about John the Baptist. He says that he was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. Now there seems to be a contradiction here because John was a light. Jesus himself said that John was a light. Describing John the Baptist, Jesus said he was a burning and a shining light. But John was not light in the same way that Jesus is light. As William Hendrickson writes, Christ is the light. The Baptist is a reflector. John testifies concerning Christ like the moon testifies concerning the sun. As we all know, the moon has no light of its own. It merely reflects the light of the sun. And in the same way, John the Baptist had no light of his own. His light was borrowed from the light, the true light, Jesus Christ. And he came into the world to focus all the attention on the true light. As you remember, because John was such a powerful preacher, many people thought that he might be the Messiah. But John the Baptist kept diverting the attention from himself to Christ. John kept saying, don't look at me, look at Jesus. This was the only reason that John was sent into the world, to point people to Christ, that they might believe on him. This explanation of John's source of light also explains the statement of Jesus when he looked at his disciples and said, ye are the light of the world. But we have to be careful to understand that we must say of ourselves, just as it was said of John the Baptist, we are not that light. Jesus is the light. The church is the light of the world only because the Lord Jesus Christ, the true light, resides in the church. We have no light, no truth, no goodness of our own. We only reflect His light. The church is here simply to witness, to testify, to point people to Jesus Christ. Even when we do good works, we don't want the attention to be on us. Even when we do good works, we don't want people to say, what a great group of people doing all those wonderful works. We do the good works so that people will say, what a wonderful Savior they have. We don't want people to praise us for what we do. We want people to say, how wonderful is this Jesus Christ who gives His people the love and the power to do such things. Remember that right after Jesus said that we are the light of the world, he said, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Whether we are speaking words or doing good works, the whole purpose is just one thing, that people might believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Now we can see the true mission of the church. The church is to give a testimony by our words and our actions that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, so that people might believe in Him and have life. 
If people are going to believe in Jesus Christ, they will believe through us. God has no other method of bringing people to faith. He is not going to send angels into the world to bear witness. He is not going to send angels to be the light of the world. That privilege belongs to us, His people, His church. Even our good works are done so that people might believe in Jesus Christ. This is our only mission, to persuade people to believe. Because until they believe, they are spiritually dead and have no communion with God. The whole purpose of bringing men to Christ is so that they too can reflect His glory and bear witness to this true light. Let us realize that the church has one mission, the same mission as John the Baptist, to bear witness of the light that all people through us might believe. Amen.